Attention listeners, the MFAP podcast features adult language and numerous spoilers. Listener discretion advised. This week on the MFAB Podcast, we watch 1995's The Usual Suspects. So give us the gun, you cocksucker. And enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Movies from A to B Podcast, better known as the MFAB Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And thanks once again for joining us today. Uh, Feels good to uh, be back and in the swing of things. This is our... Yeah, episode back. This is nice. I like it. Yeah, Gets I don't like a, having to look at you shirtless through the Zoom meeting, but other than that, uh, don't tell me it hasn't been on your mind a lot. Those luscious man boobs. <laughs> down, boy, down. All right, we're fine. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna. Kind of continue with our new format here. Just one movie a show, probably. But we're going to try and get back to what we did before. So uh, Just a little bit. Not much. I mean, we're still doing one movie an episode, so... Yeah. We're just different. experimenting here, seeing what works, seeing what we like. Yeah. So uh, it was an A week this time around. So my pick, and that's going to be 1995's The Usual Suspects, directed by Brian Singer. Starring Kevin Spacey, Gabriel Byrne, Chaz Palminteri, Stephen Baldwin, Benicio Del Toro. Pretty big cast, actually. So, yeah, actually, it's a huge cast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anything noted before we get into it? or um, I, I, I had a feeling that you were going to really, really like this. And that's what I'm going in expecting. Because this seems like your type of film okay we will find out about that for sure um yeah this is i mean it's i think it's a very culturally popular film well it's definitely got a huge following so yeah the, i mean the ending unfortunately was spoiled for me yeah. ahead of time so um but you know, a movie that's 27 years old it's and, nine o'clock sorry Um, without spoiling that um, without spoiling the ending did that change how you watched the movie a little bit so you went into it just knowing and keeping that on your head yeah and I'll I'll talk about that more when we get to the end and how I felt about things but anyways let's get into it right off the bat we have titles right away which is always I enjoy that nice titles right off the bat get them out of the way just have the, you know, cast crew. Well, not crew. Mostly just main cast, and you know, nice shot of water. I like that. Yeah, I don't know why I found this funny, but it's they label in one of the titles Brian Singer's film. Isn't it usually like a so and so film or a film by so and so? This is just like yeah, Brian Singer's film. Nobody else's. Motherfucker! <laughs> no one can claim this but me. It is mine. <laughs> I don't know. I just found that kind of interesting. I, you never see it worded that way. So, yeah, that's kind of different. Yeah. But uh, opening scene, you shot on the water there, as you mentioned, and uh, there's a boat fire. And yeah, we see one of our main characters lighting up a cigarette and, you know, starts to. Doing one of the things I think is 
one of the coolest fucking things about it's one of the coolest tropes in movies if you ask me it's fucking when you have a line of gasoline and you fucking throw a match on that shit to yeah a bunch of shit up yeah that makes me happy whenever i see that does look pretty cool but as he as he lights that uh somebody from up above has impeccable aim with their piss amazing aim <laughs> sorry that this is a straight baller move if you can put out a fucking fire with your piss from like two stories up not just a fire like a like one inch wide fire with a stream of piss yeah, from a splatter yeah. like that was impressive but uh we uh see this man whoever he is put out the fire come down and uh pop a cap and right up side gat too like gangster gat <laughs> So uh, tip that gun sideways, have no control over the bullets and fucking fire. <laughs> Two shots in the head. Anyways. I kind of cut out there for a second. It's a kill shot. He turned it sideways. Never seen oh, yeah. Date Night with Steve Carell. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, so yeah, after that, uh, it's uh, time to round up the usual suspects. Eh? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of where we meet our our main characters, the gang. There's who's there? There's Finster, Finster, McMinnis, uh, Hockney, uh, Verbal, and then Keaton. Oh. Um, yeah, we won't get into who all them actors are unless you want me, unless I should. And it's up to you. I mean, Finster's Benicio del Toro, uh, McManus, Stephen Baldwin, Hockney is Kevin Pollock, Verbal is Kevin Spacey, and Keaton is Gabriel Byrne. So you're painting a picture in your head. Now you know. Yeah. Or um, if you've seen a poster in a dorm room anywhere, you probably yeah, recognize this. More popular movie posters, I think. Yeah. So we see them in a lineup. Uh, it's probably the most iconic scene from this movie, I would say. Oh, for sure. And I, I honestly thought this scene was longer. It's very quick. The whole lineup and interrogation, or just the lineup? The lineup scene. Oh, yeah, that's pretty quick. Yeah, I just ask him to say the line, give me the gun, you cocksucker. And cocksucker. <laughs> They're all just like, are you they fucking serious? I don't know what. They all think they're not. They know they're not supposed to be there, right? Yeah. But we, it kind of gets explained to us that uh, they're like a top notch fucking crew. Like each one of them has like a specialty. There's a bombs guy. There's a fucking. I don't know what Fenster's deal was being a twitchy guy who talks a lot. I'm not hearing you right now. After the lineup. They is that when they're taken into uh the, well, each uh, kind of interrogated, right? Oh yeah, yep. They each got their own interrogation. But yeah, you learn a little bit about each of the characters and how they act and how they act together. Because they all know each other. Except for what verbal Kent. They don't verbal. know verbal Kent. Yeah. Only Keaton knows verbal Kent. Yeah. And then uh they're all thrown in a cell together. And they start talking about uh, this job that they heard of. Yes, they do. 
And uh, what's his name? McManus talks about having a finger up his ass. Or was that Fenster? <laughs> I I would say McManus because you could barely understand Fenster. Yeah. All yeah. I remember is like I had a man's finger up my ass today. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got searched. But there was like a lot of police brutality and shit too. It was pretty yeah. brutal. I like that. Yeah. So the, they're talking about this job. It doesn't sound like Keaton wants anything to do with it because he's trying to to get and out. He wants to go clean. Yeah. He wants to be out. But uh, my next note is we cut over to uh, Gus Spring. Is that him? That's Giancarlo Esposito. Holy shit, I didn't even realize that was yeah, him. He is I young. Said, Holy shit, he's young. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh wow. any, any, for any breaking bad fans out there. Um yeah, he's a FBI agent. I think he's more of like a detective, right? Because he's the one like getting all the the facts and shit. Yeah. Okay. Doing the research, putting okay. the footwork. So yeah, and he's investigating the boat scene. Twenty-seven people were killed, and yeah. there were two survivors. And he goes, rushes to the hospital to see one of them. He's this uh, Hungarian guy. Yep. Doesn't speak any English. Sixty percent burns on his body. Yeah, just mumbling, <laughs> blah, blah 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 blah. But uh, the last thing he says, or that you can make out, he says, "Kaiser Sose." <laughs> yeah. And they make it seem pretty important, even though at this point you probably have no idea what that means. Yeah, I well, mean, no one does. But we have the one, our our main cop, I guess. He kind of wants to, uh, with the other guy who survived, the cripple. Yeah. Because you know? one was in a coma, one was a cripple. Yeah. And he, he's begging for this interview because he really wants to, you know, yep. talk to him. And His that's a cripple. Yeah. Yep. His name is Detective Kulyan. It's Chaz Palmentary. Okay. Um, so yeah, he's questioning Verbal. <laughs> the first Verbal just lo- likes to talk, and uh, yeah, like a lot. Thing I wrote down in this first questioning scene here: uh, snot piss. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Piss like snot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's coming all, all thick and gooey. <laughs> yeah, he just he keeps talking. He's like, "Oh, I was in this barbershop quartet, and then uh, oh, I was picking beans in Guatemala, and." Got super dehydrated. My piss came out like snot. Yeah. So, yeah. But, it was just kind of filling the air with shit, just trying to waste time, it looks like. Yeah. But he says, he's like, I'm not a rat. I won't rat on anybody. I'll tell you all you need to know, but I'm not going to rat. So, um, and then we flashback. This, this movie's got a series of flashbacks, flash forwards, flashbacks, flash forwards. It's kind of a series of v- verbal telling the story. Yeah. And then cutting back to, present day and what's happening present day of like figuring out what Gus Frank is doing. Yeah. So, um, we flash back to them all being released from this lineup and they're all just kind of making eye contact with each other. And they're all making eye contact with Keaton because he's the only one who doesn't want to do this. Right. And they're all like, you're going to fucking do this. You got to do this. And that's when a verbal goes to like, try to convince him yeah and he does he convinces him but he convinces him to do it his way yeah no um, killing yep and then the next scene is them pulling this job basically there's badass a, fucking heist don't gloss yes. over this this I'm, was no, fucking not. awesome i'm not yeah the job they're some sort of jewel jewelry now 
essentially what the there's a ring of crooked cops that run right. this taxi service for like smugglers and fucking you know people who are bad and they charge by the mile or whatever so yeah. when they get off the plane they get into a cop car they get an escort and you know they have all their money and shit with them yep and uh as they're driving four vans just kind of pull up along all sides of this car straight up box them in blockade them in who got guns on everywhere yep. <laughs> i'm pretty sure that was mcmanus on top okay yeah mcmanus yeah, yeah. fencer was with the shotgun on the side and verbal was in the front yeah because kind of chilling because yeah. he's crippled <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> i found that but he's just sitting there just like sitting just and has a gun <laughs> uh they smash out the windshield basically just force guns enough in these people's faces to like give them to give up the money and the jewels and then get the fuck out of there best part though is like right before they fucking leave they pour a bunch of fucking gasoline on the car and light yep. it up yeah so everyone can get out alive but they're not going to be chasing them in that car you know right um but keaton then gives off a, a tip basically exposes like a shitload of corrupt cops um because he used to be a cop yeah he was right? a corrupt cop yeah so um but yeah their plan worked they get these uh, nice uh, emerald jewels nice stack of cash but now everything's kind of fucking changed like they got to get out of town they got to lay low so at this point keaton's pretty much going to leave his wife who is a lawyer a defense lawyer yeah Edie. Edie. Yep. so uh, they all dip to la to just kind of lay low uh, flash forward yeah. verbal talking about Edie and a little bit more about keaton's past how uh dude was a killer straight up killed a couple dudes yeah well the copy's like yeah keaton's a fucking monster like he has no friends. He has nobody he cares about. Like, he's trash. Yeah. And then uh, we go back over to Gus Spring interviewing that survivor. The burn victim. Yep. He's got a translator now, so we get to, he's telling more about the harbor shootout. And again, he mentions Kaiser Sose. Yeah. And that he can ID him. Yep. So now we know Kaiser Sose is this mysterious person. So, um, Cut back they to go meet with uh, Fence and Callie, right? Yeah, well, before that, um, Detective Kuyan's talking to Verbal. He thinks that Verbal's covering up Keaton's death. Because at this point, we know Keaton was murdered on that boat, but... Yeah, you see him get shot right in the beginning. Yeah, Detective Kuyan knows like he's been dead before, but has reappeared. Oh, yeah. So talks about how he uh walked into a warehouse he owned and it blew up and yep. then came back two years later or whatever yeah so he doesn't believe it until he like physically sees the body and whatnot so anyways as you were saying we flash back to them in la and they meet uh mcmanus contact redfoot who i thought was going to be a native american but me too whitest yeah. fucking guy i've ever seen it's fucking uh matthew mcconaughey looking motherfucker <laughs> yeah pretty much Pitches them a job the, in Texas. Um, I love he, it how Keaton like sours the deal right there. He tries to right away. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you know this guy? Yeah, he got shivved in jail. Yeah, yeah. I shivved him. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you still want to work with me? Yeah. <laughs> Type of thing. Was it business or pleasure? A little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. You know, <laughs> I love killing. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, 
he he doesn't want Keaton doesn't want to do it, but he just can't quit the lifestyle. So they go to try and do this job again. It's hijacking a what they were told was a jewelry deal. Yeah. Um, it kind of goes south. McManus yeah, to, they fucked up real bad. Yeah, like man. they had the jump on them immediately, like get flipped around. Yeah, McManus winds up capping two of the guys, and then uh, Keaton's got Verbal the gun. Ends up capping the third. Yeah, Keaton was fighting with trying not to kill this guy, and then Verbal just out of nowhere just blasts him in the face. So yeah. they just get the good fucking Verbal for yeah. a cripple. Yeah. yeah, good shot. Or somebody with you know one good arm, yeah, no shit, yeah. Um, but they did it all for some China, yeah. Was not or, jewels, nope, China, which is coke. Is I'm pretty cocaine? sure. Okay, okay, that's what I, I don't I think China's heroin. Wait, maybe China is heroin. That's, I know it's a slang for one or the other, makes more sense, I would think, yeah. But yeah, anyways, yeah, they got a bunch of coke that they don't want, they don't know what to do with. They meet with Redfoot. Who sets up a meeting with his boss? The lawyer. The lawyer, Kobayashi. <clears throat> yep. Who, we'll get to him in a, in a minute, because we flash back to Gus Fring meeting with Detective Kulian, telling them about Kaiser Sose. Yep. And then uh, we cut back, and the crew meets Kobayashi, who is yeah. not Japanese. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I don't even know what he was. Yeah, he kind he of just looked, white, or was he like Persian? Or he looked like he might be some sort of Italian, possibly some. Yeah, he, yeah, something he like that. Was not at all of Asian descent, so no. that name just did not suit him. Uh, basically, his boss wants them to do a job. His boss, Kaiser Sose. Kaiser Sose. <laughs> so everyone, everyone in this crew has unknowingly ran into Kaiser Sose who basically orchestrated them getting together. They've all... Yeah. He set up the lineup, he set up all the heists, all the fence, everything. Everything's been set up so far by Kaiser Soze. Yeah. And when they find that out, they each get like their own little packet with like their complete life history. Yeah. <laughs> all their so, family members, everything in there. Yeah, so whoever Soze is knows his shit, but nobody really knows who he is. Because um, we flash forward to... Uh, verbal telling Kulian about Kaiser Sose. Most people think he's a myth. Tells a story about how it was uh, one of the coolest fucking scenes in the movie. Yeah, Not gonna had, lie. Badass. Some uh big hotshot dude in hung in was it Hungary? Maybe. I think yeah. so. Yeah, or Argentina I can't remember. It was a foreign country, not USA. USA, USA. But the the rival gang wanted to show him, teach him a lesson, and they came and like, we're gonna start killing his family in front of him. And basically, he kills two of their gangsters and then proceeds to shoot the rest of his family. Yeah. (laughs) And says, "I'd rather kill my family than, uh, fuck, be." I can't remember why, but just you're right. A badass fucking scene. He <laughs> yeah. kills his family and then just kind of nobody sees him after that. So that's like the whole myth of 
you know, Kaiser Soze. Yeah. And like why everybody thinks he's a boogeyman and he doesn't exist, but he does. He's like, uh, like, so Selenia. I don't know if you remember, uh, that episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. With the Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's Selenia exactly what I thought of. Yeah. He's a pickle man. If you don't finish your food, he'll come and kill you. <laughs> yeah. <at night. laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much what Kaiser Soze is. Like they, Cleon's talking to Verbal about him. Verbal's like, God doesn't scare me, but Kaiser Sose does. Yeah. Something like that. So, um, Cleon offers Verbal protection from Kaiser Sose. Uh, Verbal's like, you can't protect me from him. Like, he knows I'm here already and all this shit. So, uh, we go cut kind of quickly back to the hospital where the burn survivor is giving a sketch description of Kaiser Sose. Yep. And then we flash back to uh, them finding Fenster. Fenster was killed. Yeah, well, he bails and he's like, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this shit. And they find his fucking dead body. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're either going to do this shit or you're going to die, essentially, yeah. is what they're telling them. Um, so I they bury his body. Yep. In the sand on the beach. And I had to write this down at this point because it's been bothering me the whole way through. Is Keaton supposed to be doing some sort of Irish slash Scottish accent? I don't think so. It was bugging was me. It was but like I could hear it very faintly. He would say some things and I'm like, are you Irish? Is this because of your heritage, Aaron? No. That's why you thought it, of this? Were you no. offended? No, I was not offended. I was just trying to figure out because like it, it didn't seem... Um, all the way through the movie, like it popped up in certain points. Like he was trying yeah, in this scene, those. but not trying in this scene. I don't know. Maybe maybe some I noticed. But uh, yeah, they bury Finster, and then uh, they plan to uh kill Kobayashi. They're like, yeah, fuck, fuck this guy. Um, so they make up a plan. This I I love this scene, honestly. Uh... The, the elevator to kill Kobayashi. Yeah. Well, yeah. He gets into the elevator with his two bodyguards. Lights go out, and then you see you just see two flashes. Muzzle and, flashes. Yep. Oh, wait! Where'd my bodyguards go? And he looks up. Don't fucking move. Get off on the twentieth floor or whatever. All their heists are really well planned out. Yeah, I did like that about that. That's one of the yeah. reasons I thought you would like this movie is because you know yeah. the heists are just fucking spot on. Um. As they kind of kidnap Kobayashi, he kind of reveals to them, yeah, I've been working with uh, this lawyer, Edie. Yeah. And Keaton's wife. Shut the fuck up. They go show him. Yeah, she's right there. And if you fuck this up, I'll kill you. Or even if you kill me, she's going to die. And his family's going to die. And your family's going to die. And you got a cousin somewhere that's going to fucking die. Everyone's going to fucking die if you fucking kill me. Yeah, so that uh, that plan got foiled, and they got really no other option but to try and pull this harbor job. Yeah, so they go through with it. Yeah. Which, right when it was starting up, and they were all getting there, I was like, yeah, too bad they don't have no sniper, you know? Like, when they were casing the whole fucking boat, and I know McManus does, like, a sniper job in this. Yeah. But they could have, like, used him to, like, knock out, like... 15 of the 20 dudes and then just take it out those last five at the base, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, only Finster wouldn't have been killed. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, they're at the Harbor job. 
get it going on. And Keaton just kind of tells Verbal, hey, hang back. I don't want you to be a part of this. Yeah, it gives him an out for some reason. Basically wants him to tell Edie that if he doesn't make it, you know, just I love I love her and tell her to live a good life. Yeah. Um, I loved uh, you mentioned McManus being the sniper. <laughs> what he says when he starts it off. The old McDonald. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, both both him and uh, the bomb guy. What was his name? Hackney. Hackney or whatever. Hackney. Yeah. Hackney. <laughs> yeah, they were both singing that same song, weren't they? Because I thought might have been. Yeah, started walking after he placed that bomb. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He started singing, and then the other half was like taken up by fucking McManus. Okay. Wow. But uh, yeah, then the big old shootout ensues. Fucking action starts. Uh, it's not really, you can't recap too much of it. Just a good good shootout gun scene. No. Hockney finds a van full of money. Shit and, ton of money. Crates and crates full of fucking yeah. cheddar. And then uh, gets shot in the back. And like slow turnaround. Like, <gasps> you're like, did Kaiser Soze kill him? <gasps> like, they just made it seem very dramatic the f- yeah. he gets shot and then turns around like what so we flash forward agent coolion finds out that uh verbal's been telling him they were doing this boat job because there's like 91 million dollars of coke on there but now yeah, he knows they're supposed to blow it up yeah. fuck but up now, the whole deal but it turns out there was no coke no coke none but there was a rat yeah arturo marquez I didn't uh, write down his name. Yeah, I wrote it down because I probably would have forgot it. But yeah, we, then we flash back to the boat scene. We see him stowed away. Uh, and he's screaming like, that's yeah. that's Kaiser Soze out there. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. And then like, fucking. Then all the henchmen that are on there are like, Judge, stay here. We got this. We got this. And a few minutes goes by and the door opens and it's the henchman standing there, but then falls over because he got killed. Yeah, um, like once he falls, you see like the whole half of his head's like blown off. Yeah, and then pretty uh, badass. Arturo gets capped in the same kind of style that uh, Hockney did of the. Yeah. <gasps> Was it Soze? And then well, uh, it's gotta be. You you have to assume that at this point it's fucking Kaiser Soze on the boat killing people. <laughs> yeah, because then we cut over to McManus. He gets killed. Same. I love how he died too. No, he comes out and he was like, funniest thing happened. And then he just fell face plants on the fucking ground. Oh, yeah. and you see the knife sticking out of the back of his fucking skull. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's then, pretty uh, fucking badass. That's kind of where we meet up with the opening scene. And we he- watch Virgil watch this mysterious Kaiser Soze come through and just do the whole, you know, gangster get to the face. Yep. Pop, pop, pop. And then uh, we flash forward to verbal telling him he saw Keaton get shot but he didn't help because he was afraid of Kaiser Sose. But did he really see Keaton get shot? Yeah, that's what Cleon's putting in his in his head like did you really see it or did you think you saw it cuz he was like seeing through some ropes and shit. Yeah. Um, so let me flash back to Kaiser Sose escaping, boat exploding, blah 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 blah. Flash forward to Coolion kind of 
really up in up in the intensity of his interrogation with verbal kind of review. He really just wants him to stay and you know be a witness and fucking turn all this in. Yeah. But it turns out that uh Verbal's no rat. No, Verbal's no rat. He won't. But uh basically Soze's plan is looks like Keaton was actually Kaiser Soze. Yeah. And that he's not dead. He's just out there. Yeah. And uh when Kulyan reveals that Edie was killed. Yeah. Just that, fucked up. It's when Verbal kind of breaks, gives up Keaton. Um, but Verbal won't turn. He won't become state's evidence. Yeah. He's not a rat. They tell him, as soon as I post bail, I'm out of here. You posted 20 minutes ago. Gets up. So he goes, collects his shit, fucking leaves. Yeah. And as he's leaving, the sketch of Kaiser Sose has been finished and gets uh, faxed over. Yeah, fax machine. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. And as it's being faxed, Detective Kuyan's just kind of looking at this big evidence. The whole time they've been doing this uh, interview with him inside, you know, uh, one of the other detectives' office, and it's just a fucking pigsty. Like yeah. There's shit everywhere. And he starts drinking his coffee, and he's looking through, and he starts to see little things. Yeah. Like uh, the the uh, board is made by Quartet from Skokie, it's, Illinois. Yeah. There's a sign for something in Guatemala. And, uh, the one that made me laugh the most was fucking the, the fat one. Orca fat. She yeah. was or, he was orca fat. Yeah. And they put, panned over this picture of this fat chick. Yeah, it's it's like, are you kidding, yeah. dude? Like, oh. And uh, he I feel drops, bad for that actress. Yeah. Her whole role in this movie was in a picture being yeah. orca fat. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I made a big, I was in a big movie, you know, usual yeah. suspects. Yeah, I'm oh, no. the fat prostitute yeah. in a picture. <laughs> like, uh, wow. Julian drops his coffee mug, and that's kind of the last straw. The name on the bottom of it. It's Kobayashi. Kobayashi. And that's when you start putting shit together. Holy shit. Everything Verbal just said was all bullshit. Yeah. It's a complete uh, fucking lie. And while this is happening, you see Verbal walking outdoors, and he's picking up speed a little. Yeah. Starts- Suddenly his limp starts to disappear. And- Walks Starts normal. walking. Yeah. Lights yeah. up smoke. Yeah. And that's when the sketch comes in and holy shit. Kaiser Sose is verbal. Verbal kint. Gets in a car and he's gone. That's why I never trust cripples. <laughs> you don't know if they're really crippled. I mean, you could always test it out. But then if they are, then you're the asshole. You know, like Big Lebowski. <laughs> It's been a minute since I've seen that. Yeah. Lebowski. He didn't believe he was a cripple. <laughs> the dude didn't believe Lebowski was a cripple. You. Yeah. Like I said, it's been wow. a minute. It's been one of our minute. viewers is going to hate you for this. Well, one of our viewers might want to recommend that movie then. So, yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't been recommended yet. Yeah, I know. Cough, cough. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's uh, pretty much the end of the movie is... Oh, yeah. And uh, Verbal, Verbal just... gets in the car with uh, Kobayashi. The devil's greatest trick was convincing everybody that he didn't he exist. Does exist. And just like that, it's gone. Credits. And that was that. Yeah. That's the usual suspects. It, yeah. 
So that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I should go first. Go so for this it. Is one man. Of yours. Yes, sir. Okay. I mean, the music in this movie is good and plays into it. it. It's subtle at times, but a lot of times it popped out to me where I just had to stop and be like, wow, that works really well with the scene or I like how that plays there. And that kind of surprised me. This is my maybe third watch through of this movie. And I never really picked up on that before. So I thought that was kind of fun. That I noticed that the story itself. I love, you know, well, not as much as you, but I love crime and heist movies. Mm -hmm. So this one kind of stood out to me as one that was, uh, had a bunch of really good heist and a twist at the end, obviously fucking, if it's the first time seeing it and you didn't know, it was fucking amazing. I can tell you that right now. Like it blew me away. And yeah, the twist itself, fucking top notch, top tier. Um, I ended up landing on a eight out of ten for this one. Okay. All right. Eight out of ten puddles of piss knot. <laughs> eight out of ten piss piss knots. Okay. <laughs> like that. Um my review or my score on this is going to be greatly skewed by knowing the ending of this movie ahead of time. Um, this was my first watch through of this movie, but I knew who Kaiser Sose was many years ago. It got spoiled for me a long time ago. So um, that affected a lot. Um, as far as the crime heist, loved that. You know, I I love those movies. The crimes, the heists were great. The twist ending is fantastic. If you don't know it's coming, you're gonna see it and be blown away. But that you kind of just concentrated on that, though. Yeah, and that's where it affects the rewatchability of this. Like, if you were to watch it again, like it's you know it's coming it kind of takes away from some of the you know the shebang from it i guess um so i mean like i said this was my third time watching through again mm -hmm. so i kind of went through it well knowing obviously who kaiser soze was i went through it kind of observing those little nuances that yeah. you see him do in the movie that would yeah. completely pass over you if you didn't know right. you know but uh, I initially wrote down a six, but I think I'm gonna up it to a seven. Seven puddles of piss not. So okay. it's 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 a great movie, don't get me wrong. It's very good. It's just And it's not that long either. That's no, what I liked about it. Hour forty five. But uh I think just the fact that it was spoiled for me ahead of time really just kinda the the shock and awe factor wasn't there. You know, as yeah. if like, that's understandable. Yeah. So and that that affected it. I don't want it to take away from anything about it. It's still a good movie. Highly recommend it. Um, if you haven't seen it and didn't have it spoiled, you know, you're living on borrowed time. I tell that with any, to anybody about Fuck movies. Shirts that say that. Yeah. You know. So, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll land on a on a seven. So. Not bad. Um, let's see what uh, IMDb says. They give it an 8.5 out of 10 out of uh, just over 1 million ratings. Rotten Tomatoes, no big surprise here. It is certified fresh at 88%. Audience score, 96%. So, Damn. Audience, That's up there. Yeah, loves this film. As always, probably some people's favorite part of the episode. I do have a few bits of trivia. Not a lot, 
of trivia that was like out there and strange and weird and funny, but was was the piss not real? I Did mean, they use real snot piss? <laughs> we didn't get to see it, so I don't oh know. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, um, that was each the killer. I just listened to that. Yes. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, from the first. Uh, the heist they did uh with the emeralds those were the stolen emeralds were real gemstones really? they were lent damn yeah so they were lent i wonder if any of the crew like walked off i wonder like too one. i gotta imagine there was some high security on the set those days so yeah. i mean yeah um there's a scene where they when they meet with redfoot he flicks a cigarette at mcmanus oh, yeah. and it hits him right right in the fucking eye almost it was originally intended just to hit his chest. So the fact <laughs> that's an actual unscripted reaction and Brian Singer liked it enough to keep it in the movie. So well, yeah, a fucking cigarette flies at your fucking yeah. face. Um, yeah, there's a in. making of documentary that details uh, probably one of the biggest Hollywood feuds of all time stemmed from this movie. I mean, of course, everybody knows about this feud between Stephen Baldwin and Kevin Pollack. Who hasn't heard about that, right? I I have a whole board on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I have no fucking clue. Exactly. I didn't I did not know there was a feud between Stephen Baldwin and Kevin Pollack because I bet the majority of the population doesn't really know who those people are. But yeah. Everyone be, knows who the Baldwins are. Yes. Even little Steven. Even little Steven. <laughs> um but yeah, they had a feud that started from this movie, and it all basically stemmed from McManus's character was kind of a bully, and he pretty much stayed in character throughout filming. And Kevin Pollock just got sick of being pushed around. So, damn, there's some animosity between them. But, so, uh, so their feud is based off fucking Stephen Baldwin being a cunt. Yes, essentially. Yes. <laughs> okay, I just want to clear that up. So right. Stephen Baldwin's an asshole, and. People don't like him because of it. Yeah. All right. right. Which Glad it surprises me that Kevin Pollack like got upset about that because he's Kevin Pollack's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Um, very funny. If you've never seen his stand-up, he's actually really, really good. So the fact that like he can't just take, take a, a little poking, yeah, it's kind of yeah. funny. But and the last piece of trivia here, I feel like this one's probably one of the more more well-known ones. The lineup scene was supposed to be a serious scene but after a day of filming takes the actors could not keep a straight face brian singer decided to use the funniest takes and in yeah. interviews in interviews kevin pollack has stated that the hilarity came because benicio del toro farted like 12 times in a row yep and that's why they couldn't stop laughing <laughs> so. jesus christ yeah so yeah that's trivia there for you um any final thoughts on this? I liked it. It was good. Yeah. I'm excited for next week's movie. Yeah. I feel it's equally as, you know, magnificent. Okay. I'm excited to see what we got uh, on the docket too. So um, if you are listeners are getting excited listening to this, go check us out on social media. Nice. Uh, nice segue. <laughs> I try. Um, our Instagram page is up and going. I try to post on there and be pretty active on there. It's, uh, uh, just search movies from A to B or MFAB, pop, MFAB podcast. Our Gmail is still available, mfabpodcast at gmail.com. Um, 
feel free to visit the Facebook page. We probably won't ever be on there, but it's there. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. You can post whatever you want on there. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Nope. <laughs> well, <laughs> almost anything, I guess. Um, and yeah, if you got the spare time there, why don't you uh, head on over to Apple iTunes or maybe Stitcher or you know any one of those platforms where you get this wonderful podcast and throw in that five-star review because that's the only thing that gets us seen. It's the algorithms are all fucking based around likes and comments. So yeah, if you could that or just tell friends, you know, word of mouth, yeah. Word of mouth helps. Um, we have some big plans, you know, now that we're back into this, um, our schedules will coincide a lot better. We got big plans with, uh, possibly some other shows and, Whatnot. So stay tuned if you're enjoying this. We got a lot of lots turds flowing down that pipeline. Yes. <laughs> We're going to grab as many as we can and polish them up. Yeah. For you, our faithful listeners. Yes. So, but uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. We're going to wrap it up. Hopefully, we will see you next time. As always, I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. Thanks for listening. Bye. Next week on the MFAB Podcast, we find out who's real good. So until then, that's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>